Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. We want to make sure you know more about our sponsor, Healing Insight Acupuncture and Holistic Medicine in St. Paul, Minnesota. Owner Senya May and her team of practitioners are dedicated to health and wellness, and part of that is making sure that our metabolisms are working efficiently. Lots of messaging about weight loss tells us that we should just be exercising more and eating less, but what if you feel like your metabolism is broken? Senya focuses on balancing your body and repairing your metabolism, which means that weight loss feels effortless again. After more than a decade of working with patients on their digestion and metabolism, the Healing Insight team developed a proprietary acupuncture method for weight loss, one that nobody else in the country is using. Their holistic metabolic acupuncture programs combine specialty acupuncture techniques with herbal medicine to repair your metabolism, restore your energy and digestion, and stimulate your fat cells to burn more efficiently. So my mom, Susie, went to Senya for help before my sister's wedding and raves about this program. She says, not only did I lose those extra pounds that had crept up, but my energy level was off the charts. I love feeling balanced. Stop the ups and downs and visit HealingInsightOnline.com to see Senia's gorgeous new website and learn about healing your metabolism and all of the other women's health treatments available. That's HealingInsightOnline.com. I'm Marjorie Punnett. I'm Elizabeth Reese. This is the nest our mini so that's all about the delightful and delicious things that make our homes just where we want to be. And this is one of my favorite, favorite traditions we have. It's Watch, Read, Listen. And it's our Watch, Read, Listen for January. What are we consuming? Okay, I want to see what you're watching. What are you, what are you into right now? Right now I'm back to Chef's Table, which um, I had let it rest for a while because for me, watching food TV is like working. (laughs) Yeah. Because you so, produce food TV. Because I produce food TV, but it's also very good for me to watch what's out there. So I watched, I'm in the latest season of Chef's Table, and there's one in particular that I wanted to point out to people. If you sort of walked away from the show, this one's really interesting. It's about a monk named Zhang Quan. Mm. And the lead, before they go into the, the long, very long Chef's Table intro, they have a bite from her where she says, I am not a chef, I am a monk. And then they go into what monastery food is and how they eat there. And she's the person that's in charge of all the food and the the ingredients that they use to make sure that your body doesn't get excitable because of food. Oh, my goodness. So, So they eat the Buddhist way. Yeah. It's fascinating. It's really, it's a great, it's a great episode, mostly because... I learned so much, and I, I don't pretend to know everything, but I always love when I can watch something, and it seems completely fresh to me. And so it's it's a really wonderful episode. It's beautiful as well, of course, because it's Chef's Table. 
Okay, I have to watch that. That sounds great. I'm watching what? something decidedly less serious. Okay. <laughs> um, and this is for Good. those of us who need a little bit of escape. I'm watching Heart of Dixie, which was on for four seasons. And it's Rachel Bilson. And she's a New York City doctor who goes to work in a tiny town called Bluebell, Alabama. And it's just cute and fun and light and easy and soapy and joyful. It was on Netflix um, when I started it, and then Netflix kept sending me these alerts that it's going to be off of Netflix on, like, December 15th, and it right. moved to IMDb. <laughs> IMDb is free if you have Amazon Prime. So okay. if you're an Amazon Prime member, then it's free, and right. so that's how I've been watching it. There is, like, one or two commercial breaks through throughout the episode. The commercial featuring this man selling supplements who has nearly sold me on his nutritional protocol, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just to show you that... Advertising is effective, um, yes, but you are susceptible. It's just a lovely little show. If you just want to pop on an episode and just like see Rachel Bilson and all of the hot shirtless Alabama guys that want to be with her, it's just great. It's very cute. I love that you go to that place. I do. That, I that, love that, that is, place. That that your escape is to go to the sort of the really soapy light. Yes. Mm-hmm. easy, where life seems to make sense kind of shows. I highly yeah. recommend that strategy. Yeah. The chef's it, table was very serious. Um, <laughs> very serious. I, I, I just say I'm going to start watching Heart of Dixie instead of any more chef's table. So go with <laughs> I that. I think you should. Yeah. Get in on it. Let me know yeah. what you think. It's just cute. It's cute and fun and easy. And you could watch it on a phone. You could watch it on an iPad. You know, it's a, you don't have to watch it on a big screen. You can just watch it wherever and enjoy you it. You know, I think if somebody studied our watch, read, listens – our distinct personalities would be so visible <laughs> because right now what I'm reading, I'm in a very serious place, Elizabeth. Yeah, so this morning, I, I haven't really read, I haven't been reading a lot for a number of reasons, but I wanted to share with people today the column by David Brooks, who's a beautiful writer. Mm-hmm. He's a New York Times columnist. And I wanted to point this out to people because it touches on something that I was trying very emotionally to express last Tuesday about what the Capitol meant to me. And I, I, I haven't even listened back to it because I was pretty emotional about it, but David yeah. Brooks did it so eloquently. I want to read you just the opening paragraph, if that's, if that's okay. Of course. The headline is what I love. The headline to the opinion piece that he wrote this morning was, this is when the fever breaks. Wednesday was a moral exposure and a turning point. This is the column. Awe and reverence. I remember the first time I entered the U.S. Capitol. I was 14 or so. I came down Pennsylvania by train, and I was overwhelmed by the glory of the place. This was where Lincoln and Henry Clay had worked. This was where the 13th Amendment was passed, the Land-Grant College Act, the New Deal, the Civil Rights Act. It was such a beautiful building, I was stunned. I got inside, found the tunnels, and explored the complex. I figured if I walked really fast, people would think I belonged there, so I trucked along as fast as my little legs would carry me, heart racing and imagination aflame. It's decades later. I live blocks from the building now and have been inside thousands of times. The awe and reverence have never diminished an iota. The people who work there have their human frailties, but at moments of great crisis like 9-11 or Wednesday's mob rampage, 
Most of them show a devotion to our common enterprise that makes me cry with admiration. Senator Sherrod Brown of Ohio once took me on the Senate floor and showed me how generations of senators had carved their names in the, in the drawers of the desks. Ancient hands with their pen knives scratching away in the wood, a centuries-long parade of lives dedicated to their imperfect ways to our country. That is why the Capitol, not the White House, is the altar of our democracy, the sacred gathering spot of those who served, strove, and died building this nation. And then it goes on. Yeah. But I just, I thought that that speaks to sort of the physical side of that building, what it means, and sort of the ghosts who walk the hallways. So it's a great column. I'll put the link in our show notes worth it. Worth a read. That's great. That's so good. I'm going to the New York Times too for my reading inspiration, but instead to the food section, which is where I live and the regular emails that I get. I subscribe to the New York Times food app, Marjorie. It's actually one of the few like recipe things that I pay for. I pay for it for $5 a month. Our friend Stephanie March told me that it was worth it. And she's right. I've gotten some of my most favorite recipes oh, I love from that. it. Yeah. And then I also recently got an email that alerted me to a column that Dory Greenspan wrote in the New York Times at the end of November. And this then has inspired my next reading adventure. Okay. And I just downloaded the first book. Have you heard of the writer Louise Penny? No. So Louise Penny writes these mystery books and there's Dory Greenspan wrote about Louise Penny's books in her column and said that she created a recipe for some cookies that sort of embody the books. And so what it is, is there's a chief inspector named Armand Gamache and Dory Greenspan writes his job is to investigate murders, but whose remarkable gift is to understand people. Dory Greenspan wrote, I'm obsessed with him, with his love of literature, his quiet intelligence and his aftershave, some combination (laughs) of sandalwood and rose water. So Louise Penny, then I started digging into this. And what happened was Dory Greenspan met Louise Penny in Paris a couple of years ago. Had never heard of her or her books, but was recommended that these two could be friends by another friend. And so they got together and then she dove into these Louise Penny books and just became obsessed. So I downloaded the first one and this is now going to be my outlet of just reading all of these mystery books. How fun. So I just like downloaded it and started reading the, I mean, I'm maybe like 15 pages in before I fell asleep, but now I'm going to get into it. And I've been looking at her website and it's just this whole fun world that you can get into through these Louise Penny books. So, and this is adult literature. Yeah. Yeah. It's mystery. It's like a mystery. So like Agatha Christie kind of. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The same kind of an idea. So I think that um, it'll be fun to get into these and there's a bunch of them to read. I, I mean, at least 10. Uh, oh, and, the, oh, and the first one I downloaded was All the Devils Are Here. Right. And it, they've won tons of awards. Uh, these books oh, have won seven it. Agatha Awards, assuming that re- references Agatha Christie. And, um, and so that's what the book is. So it was Louise Penny, but I thought it was kind of fun that it was me stumbling upon this author was because of the chef and food writer and very famous cookbook author, Dory Greenspan, who wrote in New York Times Food. So there you go. <laughs> but those kind of, oh, that's wonderful. I'm going to have to look into that too. I just love the idea of it. I know. And if the, and if the writing's pretty good, how fun. Yes. I mean, I how fun to be able to get immersed in a world kind of like adult 
Nancy Drew for adults. It's exactly what I was thinking. And when I was a kid, I loved Nancy Drew books so much. And I've been sort of thinking about like the books that I loved that I'll want to right. make sure that I can expose Bernie to as she is just about reading. I mean, she's reading signs when we're driving around places. And so oh, she's like just hitting the point where she's going to be able to start to enjoy books on her own, which I'm just so excited for her for. It just reminds you of like, wow. It, what a gift it is. And you it's can whole open up this world. whole world and to watch a tiny person just start to discover that has just renewed my love of books, which never, it never faded, but it, it's just a, a nice little eye opener. Okay. What are you listening well, to? <laughs> before I move on to that, you, you won't be able to understand this because you're the oldest girl of a gaggle of girls. I'm the youngest of uh, four girls. So my oldest sister loved Nancy Drew. And just because of that, I refused to ever read them as a child. (laughs) Welcome to being the youngest. (laughs) Your life is is formed in rebellion. That's what happens when you're the youngest. You don't get to discover things purely like the oldest does. (laughs) Everything's a reaction to your siblings. Oh, that's funny. I feel like I should go back and just finally read Nancy Drew and then move on to the Louise Penny books. I think you should. You'll really enjoy them. Nancy Drew is a real hit. (laughs) Is it? (laughs) Uh, Right now I'm listening, and this goes to my place of seriousness right now. And, Elizabeth, I don't know if you'll remember this from our radio show. I'm listening to the soundtrack from the movie Begin Again. Oh. In particular, the song Lost Stars. Yes. Which I used to play incessantly to kind of bug you. I do remember this. <laughs> do you remember that? I used to play I was so in love with the song. And the minute I heard it when it came out, I'm like, this is going to be nominated for an Oscar. And it was. <laughs> but I used to play it all the time on the air. Just so apropos good. of nothing. I'm like, Elizabeth, I have to play it again. You're like, oh, my God. <laughs> Stop. But it's a great album. I'm glad you're listening to it again. Okay, you know what I'm listening to because I just can't get enough of Taylor Swift. And then she surprise dropped her album Evermore right. Um, right after she dropped the album Folklore that I was obsessed with. And I just love it so much. I love really? everything about Evermore. I love everything about Folklore. I love just turning it on. I am a little bit in a place where like if something's too noisy – it yes. irritates me. Um, and I think that's because it's just like my mind is spinning. There's a lot happening. Well, I have a lot of children. And I think it's because of what you said the other day is that at some point in your house, yes. at every moment, somebody's crying. Somebody's so. crying. Right. And my kitchen is very, very echoey, as I mentioned. And so it's just yes. I have to just have peace in there. And then I think also – just a little bit of a rejection of so much Christmas music. And I love Christmas music, but I definitely hit a point where I'm like, I cannot hear this again for another year. So Evermore is so good, Marjorie. You should have both of these albums. You should just have them them on in the background. You can listen to them when you're out for a walk and you'll just, it it immediately, this music immediately just makes me kind of go and just like release my shoulders a little bit. And I think that's a good thing right now. And I do too. I will download them because you know how much I love Taylor Swift and I I haven't yet because I've been kind of stuck uh, and I'm forcing myself to get out of it because – and that's one of the reasons I was going back into my library and listening to some other things other than Harry Styles. I don't know what my problem is. You love Harry Styles. completely obsessed with the fine line. I'm completely obsessed with that album. And you loved him for a long time. I have a very long time, which is yeah. strange for a 56-year-old woman alive. to say. I know. You're you're his target demo. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, I wish that were true. 
it's, it's good stuff. All right. Watch, read, and listen. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope that inspires you a little bit. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and write us a review at Apple Podcasts. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best of the Nest or go to bestofthenest.com to receive our newsletter. We are the podcast that brings you home. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.